This series is sponsored by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash flex and browse the unmatched selection of audiobooks. Um, this series is in reference to 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. So if you haven't read it and you'd like to acquire the audiobook, feel free to go to audibletrial.com slash flex and get it for absolutely free with a free trial. You can cancel anytime, but you can keep the audiobook. Law 1. Never outshine the master. It's best applicable in a work setting where you have a higher up, especially if you're young and starting out and you kind of have a role where you have to get along with people. You know, your boss or your manager or whoever's above you in the hierarchy or in the ladder, you don't want to appear smarter than them, especially in front of other people. Obviously, once you get there, you analyze the person's personality, you see how they operate, you see what kind of a person they are, and then you curate a very specific approach. You don't want to appear as a threat. You don't want to showcase all your skills, and that's actually one of the laws in the future that we're going to get to, but you don't want to be the one that comes in, shows you know all your skills, puts all your weapons in front on the table. Like You don't want to show the arsenal of weapons you have because it makes you vulnerable and it makes you more susceptible to be attacked because then they know what your weak points are. So you want to kind of be guarded, do what you're told. And I know to a certain extent this goes against everything we talk about, but you know, in the work setting, uh, it's on pace. You don't want to outshine the master, even if they get credit for the work you've put in. Because sometimes in a lot of situations, that's what ends, ends up happening anyway. You know, I remember doing an internship where I finished a project and it was emailed to the European team. And, uh, you know, I was copied on the thread and my my manager at the time had simply credited me by saying, thank you, Arsh, for the help, even though I made the entire thing, even though I, I was the only one that worked on it. And she kind of provided like a guidance or a vision for what it needed to be. But in the, in, you know, upon its completion and upon it being sent to the to the European team, she's the one that got the credit. And that's fine. You know, you don't want to be the type of person that argues over something like that because that's when you limit your own growth, limit your own potential. Because if that person moves to a different company, you know, if it's a better company and they remember you as someone that puts the work in, stays quiet, doesn't cause issues, doesn't care about being recognized in that setting, they're going to think about you. No one wants to hire someone that's smarter than them. No one wants to put someone in a position of power or opportunity that's threatening. Think about it like this. If you saw talent in someone in terms of whatever industry or whatever you know goal or dream you have, I'll give you my example. If I see someone that's super talented in terms of podcasting, has you know an amazing way of speaking, doesn't stutter, doesn't say mm, like me every five seconds, and has a clear train of thought, I would not want to help them. And that sounds kind of fucked, but you know, that's the truth. You, you wouldn't want to give them the advantage on top of their advantage. And so that's why you want to appear less advantageous in work settings or you want to appear less of a threat, especially in the beginning. You know, if, you, if you're fortunate enough to have your own business, you know, dictate your own narrative, then by all means, be you. But, the, you know, in the, in the work setting, you don't want to appear as a threat because then people, people dislike you people create groups around you they don't invite you to things and you feel isolated you feel like a loner